You're listening to the Sonia Dunn Show. I am Sonia Dunn. Our guest today is Max Moscato. Max's journey in life has been filled with music. He was raised by a single father, along with his brother, Sonny. Life was not always easy for them. Their journey as a family involved many paths converging together. One of those paths is Max's older brother, Sonny, being diagnosed with autism. As a mother of two sons who live on the autism spectrum, it takes a while to find your rhythm as a family and individuals. Max, his brother and father, now work and play together through their band and their foundation, Rock Autism. Max shares his journey with us as a sibling of a neurodivergent individual living with autism. Today on the Sonia Dunn Show. Normally I ask people this first question, um, did Max always know he wanted to be in music and be a musician? Did okay. little Max know that? Yeah, you know, ever since I was, uh, I came out as a baby, my hand, my my father just gave me drumsticks and I've been a drummer my whole life. We are, we actually just did a tour and I was down in Miami, I met my cousin hadn't seen her in 25 years. And she showed me pictures of me as a baby behind a tiny little drum set with drumsticks. So that was just funny, a trip down memory lane. Wow. Did, did it trigger any memories for you um, verbatim or just the, the pictures? Like, I, I don't remember this as far as which one was it? Yeah, I, I didn't remember any of it, um, which was so funny. I have like little uh, scenes in my head growing up. Um, but my brother, he kind of remembered everything as as children. So anytime we're telling a story, he's always like, yeah, you know, remember when we were in that room with that bat that flew by that tree? And I was like, I was like six months old. How do you remember? That? <laughs> so um, if you're OK, are you willing to share your brother's name? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my brother's name is Sonny Moscato. OK, Sonny, Sonny. Um, and I guess your your brother's older. Yeah, he's two years older than me. Um, so you said you had drumsticks in your hand. So was music a part of your family? Well, was music always in the house? Oh, absolutely. Um, my father, he was a brother of four and he was the only true musician. So that was his calling and he toured for a long time and he had children um, but music never left our him, and I started playing drums. But then eventually, when I was about twelve, um, I played guitar, and that was my true calling. So I've been doing guitar ever since. And about five, six years ago, I started playing piano, a little bit of cello, saxophone. I, I just started to dabble. But piano is what I love to compose with, as far as orchestral compositions and film scoring, and then the singer-songwriter stuff. It's predominantly guitar. Okay, so um, music is is your life. There's 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 nothing else but music, and mm -hmm. that's what you do as a career with your band, outside of your band, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's my thing. Um, have you you said you do music compositions um, and scoring? Um, so what do you gravitate to more? Do you like the live band experience or do you like um, writing? You know, I honestly, I can't pick because I'm such, I'm, I'm, I'm a stimulant chaser, you know, like that's my addiction music. So 
I get bored very quick. And if I'm if I'm doing the singer songwriter band stuff, you know, for a while, I'll need to bounce to that other creative outlet. So I'll go to the piano and I'll do some film compositions. But then a lot I'll also go to writing. I love writing stories and and um, screenplays, and it just helps me. It's kind of my own therapy in a sense. I, I've learned a lot about myself over the last couple of years just from writing stories and writing songs. And I finally found what really like uh, touches my soul. And I, it's kind of funny. I like the dark, twisted, you know, the mental health aspect of uh, singing songwriting. And now that we've been touring, a lot of people have been coming up to us after the shows, after they hear the songs and the story. And they're like that, like, I get it. Like it, it touches me. So that's really good that uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the trajectory of like, I'm thinking, I think I got my identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you sing too? I do, not by choice. Uh, what happened was I used to have a singer and the day of the show, um, we basically, he quit, I fired him, whatever it was. And my dad, he's he's honestly been my drummer ever since I was a kid. And uh, he's like, I was like, what do we do? And he's like, well, you know the songs, you can sing. And at this time, I was I was a I was a good singer back in the day, but then I had throat surgery when I was 22, 23, and it changed everything about my voice, how I speak. Um, I kind of developed a stutter now, if you kind of hear it every now and then. So, um, yeah, yeah, right. So I was really nervous, but I did it, and I just kept on with it. So I kind of developed my own style when it comes to singing, and it's been working ever since. So then let's let's talk about your journey. Um, mm -hmm. Played in middle school. I got kicked out of band, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I uh, I never took the time to actually focus on reading charts and learning music theory. I uh, I just always was able to do it. You know, it's just kind of like that weird brain I have with it. So I would never I would fail every single test. And then finally, the director was just like, if you're not going to do it, then just don't show up anymore. And I was and I was like, OK, that's fine with me. So I just stopped doing it. So then you didn't play band in middle school or high school. So I guess I guess you had a garage band for a while. Kind of. Yeah, I, I, I the first band I started, I was like, I think I was 16 and our band name was Cookies and Beer. And it was it's the funniest thing, too, because. We had a we had a friend and his dad loved music, loved music. So he would just, you know, grab a 12 pack, listen to us in the garage. Yeah. And then one day he was he, he was pretty loaded and he's just like yelling for his wife to bring him some cookies. And he's <laughs> like, I want some cookies for with my beer. And then the name just stuck. So that that was that. Uh, um, so you had the band high school, mm -hmm. I guess. Did you stop for a while, do something else for a little bit, and then realize band is what you want? Or, or did it's just always bands no matter what? Yeah. So um, when I went to college, I uh, I was pre-med. I was really focused on uh, health. And I've had a lot of injuries, a lot of surgeries. So I thought being a doctor was the way I could kind of beat the medical system and controlling my own journey. Yeah. And I just realized that I wasn't playing 
as much as I wanted to. I wasn't writing anything. And when I would write, it was just horrible. And I wouldn't feel good about myself because it's a craft. I I, I believe that like, if you want to, there's, what's the saying? It's like 10,000 hours it takes to become a master at your craft. And I was losing my ability in my craft. And that's the, the only thing in life that truly makes me happy. So a couple of years in, I uh, got my bachelor's. I went down to uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, and I was uh, working with professional golfers down there. And I just decided that this isn't me. I love music. So I called my dad. I said, hey, I'm quitting and I want to do music. And he said, cool, let's do it. So that was it. So what, did you get a bachelor's like in as far as physical therapy or something like that? Health? Yeah, I got it. Yep. Uh, ES, which is exercise science and nutrition. And I'm glad I did it. You know, I really am because I'm, I'm able to, I still have, you know, the injuries and the illnesses. So I go toe to toe with doctors. Um, and I'm really grateful that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so golfers, which is, I, I think it's kind of one of the intense sports you can do that, that type of work with um besides you know pro athletes as far as different type of pro athletes um but then you said um doing something else so do you feel you give back to the health community community through your music yes now i do because i figured out what i love to write about and it's addiction mental health suicide um isolation but instead of going after the narrative of like, look at me, I'm the victim, I spun it. And I, I, I just don't like that narrative. I think everybody needs to take accountability and realize like you have to go search inside first before anything is ever going to change. Yeah. So the message that I try to put out there is like, um, own your own and accept your demons and challenge yourself to be a better person because you can't escape your past. And, and when you accept it, that's when you start progressing and moving forward as a person yeah. and ultimately find the true you. So that's the message that I'm trying to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So how long have you been in music since golf? Your golf. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> 22, 23. That's when I was doing it. And that's when I took the, I didn't, I didn't take a break. That's uh, so I, I should rephrase that. I just wasn't focused as it as much, you know, yeah. anywhere I went, my guitar came, my piano came. Um, and I would leave parties to go play guitar on my porch. I would, um, I was always just about that. And that's the only thing that made me happy. But I realized that if I don't do this now, I'm going to be caught up in a life that of regret. And I just didn't want to do that. So you know, I came back to Buffalo um, and I I developed my craft here. And then I realized that I have to leave this city to truly make it. You know, you really have to tour and get out there uh, um, instead of being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you now? Uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of similar. Um, you know, we just did our first major tour. Uh, across the country and that was awesome we did it in partnership with rock or rock autism and the hard rock cafe where a portion went to the organization and that was fantastic i had so much fun doing it yeah. i can't wait to get back out there this weekend we just did a little stint uh with an artist uh, ward davis the guy was so cool we chatted up 
about our our journey with you know our friends that committed suicide and addiction depression so it's funny i'm meeting more and more people in this industry that have a very similar story and uh you find that uh, they find that bridge that connects the two of us because it's weird you know you meet an artist that you're going to get paired with for a weekend never heard of him never met him so it's always nerve-wracking when you're going in there and then you just find that common ground and it's really cool so then let's talk about the tour then um with your your band you partnered with um is it rock autism is that correct yeah rock autism is the organization we started on accident honestly we so didn't it's need your foundation hmm? it's okay go ahead go ahead yeah so um i'm the founder and ceo of rock autism on accident what happened was my brother, Sonny, had a very interesting story that involved, geez, uh, physical and mental abuse in facilities until he was 18. And then he gets dropped off, right? Because that's how a lot of the organizations run. It's it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of it. And then, um, you know, he became an addict with the prescriptions that he was prescribed, but then he became an addict with the hardcore street drugs because he became friends with the drug dealers uh, criminals, gang members. We don't live in a great area and he's very impressionable. Um, and then that soon led to him committing crimes. He was incarcerated and framed. And then he was shot by a drunk corrections officer trying to defend a drug dealer. Right. So he survived, but we realized that the, this whole vortex of chaos isn't going to go away until we start to do something. Yeah. So it was July 1st, 2017. I had my album release party and my brother was actually in jail and I turned to my dad and I said, we should probably do something, some kind of awareness thing for autism. So we raised money at the album event and we raised way more than we were expecting. So I turned to my dad and I was like, who are we giving this to? And he's like, you know, I don't think we should give it to anybody. I think that we should start our own thing because I've sat on a lot of boards of a lot of foundations and we don't know where the money's going to go. So yeah. I said, okay, so, you know, what are we doing? We, um, we had an idea about a film and music program and uh, that's what my father always wanted my brother to be in just uh, something that kind of combined those two, but there never was any, any film program. It was just watching movies, talking about your favorite film. Music was like, let's get together and listen to music and talk about how it makes us feel. My brother absolutely hates that stuff. He thinks it is the lamest thing ever because he doesn't want to do that. He wants to go to a concert and rock out. He wants to play in a show. And by the way, my brother is actually a drummer, right? So we do this thing together yeah. And we decided that we're going to do a music festival that year. So a whole year goes by of us fundraising, developing partnerships and connections. And we did our fun. We did our festival yeah. and we actually raised a good amount. So then we, the next um, month we had our beta test, which is exactly that. We taught our students music production and film production. We weren't teaching them how to be musicians. We were teaching them how to edit in the yeah. software. Yeah. That's where it's going today. You know, you don't really need to be a musician anymore to make music. And as far as filming, almost everybody has a phone, right? So film it on your camera and use a free software like iMovie on yeah. a computer. And that's exactly what we did. And it worked. So four years later, a couple music festivals, couple tours, we are fully up and running partnerships with um, 
a college here locally. We're actually developing a second location. We've had benefit concerts all over the country, but in the main cities like New York, Nashville, Austin, Los Angeles, and Buffalo, those are our, our main hubs and our flagship locations. Yeah. And we're just, we constantly grow this newest partnership with the Hard Rock Cafe. My brother and I toured the whole country at each of the Hard Rock Cafes, yeah. which was so fun, really cool. We partnered with children's hospitals, organizations, uh, fam autistic families came down. They had a blast. We'd bring them on stage. We'd let them hold the equipment. We'd bring them backstage and they got to do interviews with us. And it's fun because we're not it's not like so rigid and stiff in there. We bring them in and like, we're swearing with them. We're having fun. We're letting them do whatever they want. Yeah. And they just don't get that experience. They would never get that experience. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. So now that we're able to control our own destiny and, and basically have the final say with everything. Yeah. We're, we're doing it exactly the way we wanted to do it. So your brother, Sonny, um, was he diagnosed early? Or was his diagnosed later? Um, I, yeah, so it's... Because he seems he, like he's verbal, so... He's very high-functioning. Okay. Um, and uh, he was constantly misdiagnosed growing up over and over. Because back in the day, you know, that's what it was like, I guess. I was, yeah. I was a baby, so I wasn't around, but I listened to the stories my dad tells me. And Sonny remembers a lot of stuff. So he constantly got moved around from facilities, misdiagnosed. The prescriptions just kept on coming like crazy because nobody knew. So he unfortunately was in involved in that time when not a lot was really known. Yeah. At least like it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did he, do you know when he got his official diagnosis, when he was diagnosed finally the right, right way, roughly in his teens? Yeah. Early. I'd say, yeah. I'd say early teens is okay. when it started to be, to go that route. Okay. Um, you know, every single couple of years, they change his diagnosis, they change his scripts and it's just, we're tired of it, you know? So we're at a point where whatever he gets diagnosed with, we're just like, doesn't matter. Like we still treat him the same way. Yeah. Um, and he, <laughs> I mean, if you ever came to one of our shows, we are not, we are not rated G that's, that's for sure. You know, like he swears at me. I swear at him. He throws drumsticks at me. I push him off the stage, you know? So it's, it's a good atmosphere we have because that's what we want to portray. Like yeah. I treat my brother, he right. treats me my brother and that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as my two sons, one's verbal, one's nonverbal. Um, neither one of them's high functioning. Um, um, my nonverbal is more, um, engaged in my verbal son um, and my vulgar son is the oldest and he 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 really can't be he really doesn't like being around his younger brother and his younger brother really loves being around big brother type mm -hmm. type thing so I get that dynamics as far as siblings or siblings no matter what yeah. siblings or siblings no matter what um, so your dad plays with you mm -hmm. your brother plays with you uh, is there anybody else in your band? I have a list of musicians that are always on call. Okay. So if I, it depends on the show that we want to put on. And I was, it's kind of funny because a lot of them are involved in the mental health system somehow because they have a story that resonated um, or they have a, a, a story 
of, of that nature too, where somebody's disabled in their family or they, they had something happen to a friend or a family member. So whenever they meet us, they're just blown away. They're like, what the heck? Like, I, it's just crazy what you guys are doing. Um, Cause it's kind of like, not many people are doing this um, at least in this industry. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, we kind of we did things a weird unorthodox way where, you know, if you're a musician, you go for the music first. Then when your music career is stable, you know, you get your foundations and organizations, you do your charity work. Um, nowadays, it's great because that's kind of like, it's it's very much encouraged for all musicians to do stuff like that. Yeah. But that wasn't like part of our gimmick or anything. We were just like, let's just do it because why not kill two birds with one stone, you yeah. know, and that story out there. And it turned into a feature film that I wrote and it turned into a musical as well. So what we do when we perform is we actually perform like the beta musical in front of people in the form of song. You know, it's um, I tell them the whole story of 2013 from start to finish uh, and people really are digging it, you know, yeah. so I'm it's a lot of fun right now. So. When someone comes to see your band, which is your band's name is. It's, it's just me. It's just Max Moscato because I'm conceited and narcissist. <laughs> so it's Max, Max Moscato. Um, but then when people come, their experience is a journey when they hear you play and come to your concert. It's a yeah. journey of your life experience and maybe your brother's experience and all that good stuff. Is that what I'm so hearing? I wrote the feature film Sunny Boy um, over the last couple of years, and it takes place in 2013, the year he was shot when he was an addict, all the drug dealers. And at the same time, I'm pursuing the music career. Um, and my father, he's involved in it too. And we all, it's basically a journey of the family confronting their own inner demons to triumph over adversity and realize that family is really the key factor, but music is the glue that holds us together, right? So it doesn't matter the crowd we've played. We've done this in front of, you know, 20 people. We've done it in front of uh, over a thousand people in the audience. And every time I start talking about it, the audience just is automatically like drawn into it because one, I, I feel stories, you know, those are the best kind of comedians, storytellers. Um, people love love a, a story. So when you combine that with music that's actually good and the music tells a story too, like a film score, it's just like they're they're watching a movie unveil before their eyes. Right, right, right. But your movie is mainly audio or do you have visual effects too? Yeah, so um, we are we are in pre-production right now for the uh, movie and hoping to get it up and running next year. Okay. Um, and it's a long journey. You know, I've been writing it for three, four years. And now that we have a lot of interest with some people, it's going to be about another year to two years before it's like all said and done. Yeah. So what we do is we basically um, capture our, our concerts, upload it to social media, but then at rock autism this fall we're going to be workshopping the musical with our students where they're going to be cast and crew members yeah so well, it's a it's a musical and a feature film simultaneously running at the same time right so you have a a theatrical musical mm -hmm. and then the feature film is a musical film correct no no that i'm sorry yeah so the it's a straight narrative yeah the feature film it's like 
You ever see the movie Ray? Yes. Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah, and then, yeah. And so, then then it, so then it is a musical film. It is it is a musical film because yeah, but, the the music is a part of the film. It's not yeah not yeah. Broadway musical, but yeah. but it is considered it is because that's my background film. It is considered a musical film. So yes. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, some some people are like, okay, so it's a musical music film, and I'm like, no, no, no. There's no singing and dancing like that. Yes. Like you know. It's a, it's Ray meets Goodwill hunting type of thing, with, you know? So yeah. that's right. Um, so they go on this journey with you at your concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I bet that's probably more than people were expecting because that that's, that's a different kind of user experience than you normally would get at a concert. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and, and nobody's expecting that, especially as an opener. You know, we open for yeah. some big things and we only get 40, 45 minutes. And that's a short span of time to really connect with people. Yeah. So um, we have to be strategic about it. You know, we start when it comes to it, it's it's a, it's a movie in itself where, you you know, you, you grasp them, get them in the palm of your hand with the very first song, which it is a musical song, but I don't tell that. I just say, like, you, we get to it right off the bat. And then... I bring it down. I talk about who we are, where we come from, what we're doing, and what the night is about. And one by one, we knock off the songs and the audience just keeps on connecting throughout it. And like this, just this weekend, we did three shows. And after every single um, performance, you have to go to the merch table to meet people. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how many people were there. We were playing shows of like three to 500 people in the, in the audience. And like, as an opener, if you get a couple people coming up to you after, like, that's great. There was like a line of like 30 people, you know? And I'm just like, Whoa, I was not expecting that. And every, everybody came up to us, you know, my, my, my sister's autistic, my, my friend killed himself. Um, you know, it just really resonates with them and it makes everything worthwhile when you meet people like that. Yeah. Yeah. So then I know you've got the feature in the musical, but what's next for Rock Autism, the foundation? What's next for for that foundation? Yeah, so um, in the fall, we're gonna be workshopping the musical and that's our first crack at it, which is, we are so excited. We've partnered with a neurodiverse theater here in Buffalo and it's gonna be all walks of life, whether you have a disability or not. We're, we want to welcome you, you know, because that's really what it's all about, just inclusivity and telling a story that is very commonly swept under the rug, you know? Yeah. It happens, it happens way more than people know about and like to admit about or like to admit it. So that's our next that's our next project for the next year with Rock Autism. We're developing a second location. And, um, and with- it's going to be in New York. Or is it gonna Buffalo? Or are you looking to span outside of New York? Or are you just keeping it small for right now? So in Buffalo, we're getting a second location, and we're actually developing flagships in New York City and Austin. And you know, everything, all the ideas are kind of like, you know, they're on the wall, and one of them is gonna stick. You know what I mean? And we're just seeing, and 
every every show, every city we go to, we meet more and more people that say, I run this, or like I'm the president of this company, you know, like call me. And that's that's really what it boils down to at our level, where it's just like, you know, make those connections, like grassroots guerrilla warfare type of marketing. Yeah. And and it's great. You know, I love meeting these people because everybody loves like those like underdog stories that I, I haven't heard of you yet, but I'm sure like in the next couple of years, something's going to pop and blow for us. And I hope it does because I really just want to branch out. And uh, additionally, what we're going to be doing is we also employ our students on our film sets. So for the next two years, we have at least seven music videos we're going to be filming. And if you've never filmed a real music video, it's a full production. Like it's a lot. We just filmed one last week. And we were at a monster film studio um, and they gave us one of the hangers all to ourselves. It was awesome. It was like 20,000 square foot. It was great. Um, yeah. And we had all of our students come down. They held the cameras. They actually got to help direct, uh, set up the lights. They got to slate, which is so cool, you know, and you just don't see that anywhere. So that's what we're about. Max, 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 Max. You don't see yourself doing anything else but this. No, this is it. This is what I love to do. If I can constantly do music, a feature film every yeah. couple of years, and yeah. the musical is going to be a five to 10 year thing. I already know that. Yeah. So that's that's my passion project and my baby. Um, and then, you know, I feel like when I get to the my 40s, I'll start to reevaluate things. Um, but yeah, I, I found what I want to do. It involves my family. It changes people's lives. Um, so I'm very grateful to have this experience, but it didn't come overnight. It was a lot of hardship we experienced and uh, I'll never forget it. Yeah. As a musician, because you didn't go the traditional right, route for music. Um, what advice would you give someone who didn't get the formal training, but still wants to be in music? What advice would you give them? The only advice I would give them is try and be as original, as authentic as possible. Don't try and rip somebody off. And if you're obsessed with like, I, I was obsessed with John Mayer and I always like, I wanted to be him without being him, but it doesn't work that way, you know, because people can spot a phony. And eventually I started to look inward and I started to combat my own demons and realize when I started telling people, a lot of people resonate with this. A lot of people experience the same stuff. So I found my true calling. So that's the advice I would give to them. And just keep doing it. It's not a, it's not a fan, uh, fairy tale journey. You're not going to get plucked by an agent. Say, I'm going to do everything for you. You have to do everything yourself. And then they will start knocking on your door. And that's the hardest thing to for musicians and anybody in the creative space to grasp is like, you have to balance. It is called the music business, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it does boil down to money. Um, but there is a happy medium somewhere where if you're able to balance the two and you have a good team that surrounds you, you absolutely can make it. Maybe you won't get to the stadiums and the theaters, but there is a lot of work out there for musicians to have a sustainable music career. Speaking of that, um, music business yeah who handles your business side is it you 
It is me. It's my, it's myself and my manager, uh, Aliyah Conti, and she's also the executive director of Rock Autism. So we decided that we're going to keep everything in house because we are the only ones that know that truly know the, the story and the journey that we're trying to do. So we do it all, yeah. but then we also have help. Like our accountant is amazing. Our lawyer is amazing. And everybody that we were fortunate enough to just meet people that know what they're talking about and know what they're doing. And we're smart enough to listen to them. You so, know? Yeah. So when do you think a musician needs an accountant or a lawyer from your point of view, just your point of view? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know because it didn't, it didn't happen. Like that was the aha moment for me. Yeah. I just always, I, I was always kind of just business savvy. So I knew that I would say that when you start to have contracts come your way, you definitely need an attorney. Right. And as far as an accountant, um, I would just say as soon as possible, like when you know you want to do this, meet with an accountant or somebody that that just knows business been doing it for a while and have them teach you a business plan. You know, like you, you really have to see this thing as it, forget that it's your passion and what you love to do because you need money to eat and you need money to travel and have clothes, you know? So Unfortunately, the creative process may need to take a back seat for a little bit just so you can get your company up and running. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of musicians to understand. Everybody wants it, it uh, somebody to do it for them, but it doesn't really work that way. Or you get taken if you don't. Or you get taken advantage of. I know so many musicians that that is a very common tale. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. Was there an ever a time that you wanted to quit music besides yeah. college, besides college, that, that area, the golf, the golf phase, um, <laughs> was there a time where you, you wanted to quit? Um, yeah, there definitely was when I had my throat surgery and it's, I used to have a voice very similar to like, like Zeppelin fallout boy, you know, that strong high pitch voice and I can't do it anymore from my surgery. So it took me years to be able to come back to some kind of voice. I just found it. Right. Yeah. And I'm still very limited with how I sing now, but during those couple years, I was just, I was very depressed. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like it's cause you're always going to be a shadow of your former self. Right. And it's the hardest thing for you to come to terms with it because you know that you were, you were awesome back in the day, or at least you felt awesome. Nobody else knows that because they never heard you, right? They just hear what they hear now. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are great. Your voice is phenomenal. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. And you got to put a smile on. But during, I think it was two year period where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Max, are you in your 20s or 30s? I am 33 now. These, 33. these years, they're going by. <laughs> so your, your, your 20 era as you know, it's very different from your 30 era of your life. Um, and everyone does that because, you know, as, as the decades keep adding on, you're like, I will never be able to do what I did when I was 20. Mm -hmm. Trust me, when you hit your forehead, you'll say, I'll never be able to do what I did when I was 30. So, <laughs> if there's one thing you want to tell your 20-year-old self, 
now, now that you know what you know what you know in your early 30s, what advice would you give yourself in your 20s? I would say find your find your core and find your people. Don't try and gravitate um, from person to person to try and find out who you really are. And I would also tell them to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> or Apple. Apple. Back in the day, yeah, one in, of those two, in, in two thousand three to two thousand four. Um, so yeah, um, um, one last question before I let you go. Uh, well, actually, I got I got three more questions, but um, jump. Last, <laughs> I know, I know, right? But um, in your you're now in your thirties. Um, what do you think? what do you want to accomplish within these next couple of years before you hit 40? Oh man, I want to accomplish honestly as much as I can. <laughs> uh, but on a baseline level, just a very sustainable music career where I'm touring year round, whenever I want, where I want, and I can work on these projects, the yeah. film musical with my family and my team by my side. And always have the ability to say, if I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. Being controlled is one of the worst feelings in the world. And I saw my brother controlled his whole life. So my goal is always whatever we do, we always have to be the like autonomy. It's only us. We don't have to bow to anybody else. And I will never put my brother, my father and our kids at rock autism through any of that. Which actually leads into my my next question, which is your relationship with your brother. Is there anything you want to share with siblings who 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 have an ASD sibling that you want to share? Yeah, it's okay to it's hit. A totally different experience. So yeah, oh, it's okay to hit them. <laughs> in love. It is. It is honestly in love. Know. You can hit them in love. So. Never. My advice would be never, never be embarrassed by who they are and the way they think and where they come from, because we all have that journey and we all have our insecurities, but that's what makes us unique and special, right? So I say never be embarrassed and always stand by their side. Parents who have a kid on the spectrum, because you, you, you got to see a different side of your parents um, dealing with you versus dealing with your brother. What would you say to parents in regards to raising an atypical kid and an ADS kid at the same time? So this is, I'm glad you asked this um, because I always felt like growing up, I was a parent um, watching out for my brother and my father was always working. So I kind of took care of myself. And uh, when we started Rock Autism, it, I, I love a kid. I love the kids. I love helping out, but it was really the parents that I resonated with most. I used to go to uh, the children's hospital here and Roswell, which is a major cancer Institute in Buffalo. And I just play piano. And I just, I went there for me because I love playing piano, but I, I went there because so many parents I've seen in those hallways crying and nobody's helping them. So if I went down there and I saw somebody sitting by the piano, I got so excited because I'm like, okay, I know this is going to brighten up their day. 
So I just start playing. And fortunately, I love like the 90s uh, era of music. So I always would play like Chili Peppers or Dave Matthews instrumental stuff, right? And all of them, like they, their ears immediately perk up. And I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've had people come up to me crying and say like, thank you. Like I needed that. I needed to hear that. And I would just talk to them about like what's going on, you know? So when it comes to the parents, I that is my ultimate soft spot because nobody cares about the parents, which, you know, like ki the kids are the kids. But at the end of the day, the parents are the ones that have to endure all of this, that they don't get to talk about what it's like. Yeah. I saw it firsthand as a single father, my dad, all the stuff he struggled with. Our lives could have been drastically different, right? Um, but I have a very, very big soft spot for the parents. And I want them to know, like, you're not in this alone. There's a whole community fighting the same fight that you're fighting. And that's why we're here. So if you ever wanted to, like, you know, connect and reach out, like, I always love connecting with new people, hearing their stories. But the same thing goes for them. Never be embarrassed about what's going on if their kid is having a tantrum, you know, in Walmart or something like that. It's just the way it is because people suck. You know, they're going to judge you for whatever if they don't get it, they ridicule you, you know, and they're terrified of things that are different. So screw them, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to go. Oh, no, you're of... fine. You're fine. <laughs> but that... um, no, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm just now realizing, I'm sorry. Uh, one more question. Uh, mm -hmm. I said three. I apologize. One more question Um, because of what you just said. Um, Because, you know, and if you want to share, that's fine. If you don't, I'm okay with that too. Uh, you always hear about the autism mom, but you just said your dad was a single dad raising and you kind of helping him being the second parent. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to say to your dad? I just say he's a rock star. You know, there's, there's a reason my dad and I do everything together is because I understand that he's been doing this alone his whole life. So when I finally came of, came of age, and understood the world, right? Because I feel like there's that moment in your life when you truly do stop being like a kid, teenager, early 20s, and you do become an adult where it's a different kind of adult. It's not about the money. It's about family and protecting your, your tribe, right? Right. I don't know. It happened recently within the last five years, let's say. Yeah. And, and I'll back up like before that I've always been like that I've never abandoned my dad or my brother or anything like that there was hardship when I needed my space the early 20s right but I was never truly gone oh. and when I came back and had that epiphany I was like man like this is unbelievable what he was able to accomplish and because single parents regardless um, of gender it's tough all the way around right yeah. and like they're they're the ultimate rock stars at the end of the day yeah so I decided that my dad's my drummer, my brother's my drummer. We can do this whole thing together. And we put together a very unique package. Like when we've talked to management companies, they're like, okay, so who's in the band? <laughs> you know, I go down the list and they're just like, all right, I've never seen something like this before. And I'm like, that's good because we are very unique. And that's what we like to be very unique. That's who we resonate with. And then the parents, when they see my dad drumming, I build it up too in the concert. Yeah. I won't say who he is. I'll introduce everybody else. And he's always the last person to get introduced. Everybody explodes, it erupts. And when we get off stage, 
people like they they come to me right but they're like hey you were great move dad hey man (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the parents i just say you are not you are not unappreciative uh, appreciative or however you say that word you like the ones that know they know yeah yeah ah all right max I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you again, but I'm gonna ask you to come back later after your tour. Is this your it, you, you guys stopped touring after April, right? Oh yeah. So April is our last show from this tour. And then for the summer, it's just festivals and one-offs and okay. stuff. Okay. And then we're gonna continue this in the fall. Whoops. Okay. All right. So fall is when you start back up. Yeah, tour. we're trying we're plotting it right now. Um, so we're trying okay. to figure out dates. Okay. It's a- Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, look forward to getting an update from you, man. Yeah, definitely. Let's stay in touch. This was fun. I didn't know. Absolutely. I haven't done a podcast or an interview in so long. So I'm sorry if I was kind of like rigid and wasn't like asking you questions or anything. No, 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 no. As far as it's all good. As far as, um, no, um, I'm supposed to ask you the questions. This is about people getting to know you. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. And what you do. So it's all good. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, appreciate you. I have four all together. My sons are in the middle, so I have two girls and two boys. So is it all you? Um, no, I have a husband. My husband's involved, but my husband's military and he deploys a lot. So there's pockets when I'm single mom. I used to be. I used to be single mom, um, and now we've kind of figured it out. Um, and we have because I I, I told my girls your brothers are not your life that's me how what me and your dad's supposed to do um and that's for us to figure out and we figured out and now we have a good team i created a i created my own company that manages their facility we just bought them their um well we just rented their first apartment so they live together and we have we we manage the team that works with them so um, because that's one of my issues being a survivor of abuse as a kid that was one of my main issues is because they didn't have a voice. I was their voice, wanted to make sure nothing happened to them. Um, yeah. the abuse era. So I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Thank you for listening to the Sonia Dunn Show. I hope you enjoyed our guest, musician Max Moscato. If you would like to learn more about Max Moscato and his band, visit maxmoscato.com. That's M A X. M-U-S-C-A-T-O dot com or visit his foundation Rock Autism at rockautism.org. I'm Sonia Dunn. Until next time, may the roads that you must journey bring you to a place of harmony. To learn more about us and our available podcasts, visit us at soniadunn.com.